Thanks for listening to The Awakening Podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Come on, can we celebrate all that God has done in one year in our church? It's truly an amazing, amazing thing. You know, I was thinking this morning that last year at this time, Awakening Church didn't even exist yet in Providence. Last year on this Sunday morning, and yet we've launched in Providence. We've done all these amazing things, and we've got so much more to come. Do you believe it this morning? we got so much more to come. And so it's, it's, a, it's an honor to speak to you uh, this morning just for a little bit about what is to come and what God's kind of been putting on my heart and on the, the, the leadership's heart of our church. And, and um, one of the things that we want to do every year is, is continually um, talk about the vision and give every year kind of a theme. And last year's theme was to show Jesus to the world. But uh, I've got good news for you. We're going to keep the same theme this year. <laughs> and here's the, the reason behind it. We really feel like we want to get this mission statement of our church deep in our heart, deep in our mind, deep in our actions. And so we're going to take another year with Smithfield and Providence combined as one awakening church, two different locations, three different services, but one mission to show Jesus to the world. Amen? And, uh, and I, I believe that God has so much more for us. He's a big God, and he is a creative, a moving God, and he is going to continue to use us in a mighty way. A couple weeks ago, I, I was speaking to you about dreams, and Pastor spoke last week about that God has a dream for us. And I want to continue to talk about dreams and visions. Uh, and, and I want to read one story and one verse, Acts chapter 2. This is at the very beginning, the birth of the local church, we find the Holy Spirit is poured out because, make no mistake, there is no such thing as the church without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is poured out, and Peter stands up, and he makes this declaration, quoting the prophet Joel, saying, in the last days, in the season, the time, the period, the era of the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see vision, and your old men will dream dreams. Your old men will dream again. He goes on to say, and whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How many of you are thankful that God has opened the doors wide open that we might call on his name and reach salvation? Turn me up a little bit. I, 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 I think it's awesome. Dreams and visions. Dreams come in the night. Visions come when you're awake. But, but beyond even just the, 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 the physical dream or a physical vision, I believe that God has something even greater, dreams and visions that he will speak to our heart. And dreams and visions are the things that you can see with your eyes closed. They're things that you can see with the eyes of your heart. And God has dreams to dispense, visions to show. He has awakening to bring through us. Can you say amen? And God has it for you, for me, and for us as a community. I want to read one more story to you in Genesis chapter 32. The father of Joseph, Joseph, a man named Jacob, he's on the run from his brother who's wanting to kill him, and, and he's going to his relatives in a far-off land, and, and he's traveling. In verse 11, Genesis 28, verse 11, picks up, it says this, when he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. 
you know, this isn't in my notes or anything, but I just feel like God does have certain places to do certain things through certain people in certain times. And I believe that God has set this place as a landmark in the community to do a powerful thing with powerful people in our generation and in our time that we might be in awe of his deeds again. There were many great awakenings that came before, but there are many great awakenings that are to come. And I believe we are set here by God. Make no mistake, you're not here by accident today. And you're not here to just do your own thing. You are here set by God to join everyone in your row and the rows before you, behind you, next to you, the campuses in Providence, the people on global broadcast, that together we might do a mighty work in a mighty place because we serve a mighty God. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and he lay down to sleep. And he had a dream, the Bible says. He had a dream. And when she saw a stairway resting on earth with its top in heaven, and the angels of God, the angels, the messengers, the carriers, the workers for God were ascending and descending on it. They were going from heaven to earth and from earth to heaven, heaven to earth and earth to heaven. And there above the ladder, there above it stood the Lord. And he said, I am the Lord the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac. And I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust on the earth, and you'll spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through your offspring. And this is where God makes some promises. He says, I am with you, and I will watch over you wherever you go. I accept that promise from God over my life. I will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. And here's the key verse, and I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised in you. I will not leave you until I've done, fulfilled, completed, processed. I will not leave you until I have done all that I said I'm going to do in you. And when Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. And he was afraid. He was reverential. And he said, how awesome is this place? I pray the church is an awesome place. It is the matchless house of God. It is the majestic seat of God on the earth. The church should not be little. It should not be um, mediocre. It should not be nervous or quiet or small. When God puts his foot on earth, he makes wherever he steps an awesome place. How awesome is this place? It is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. And early that next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and he set it up as a pillar and he poured oil on top of it and he called that place Bethel, which means the house of God. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you have made this awesome place for your glory. You have brought us together for your honor. And I pray, God, as I speak, there's great faith in the room that our hearts would catch the vision, that our minds would come into agreement with, with the future, Lord God, that our spirits would have great expectation for all that you're going to have. We pray right now, God, against the, the spirit of familiarity, the spirit of mediocrity. We pray right now against the spirit of normalcy. We want supernatural things to happen, God. We want to see holy things happen. Mighty things happen, God. We don't want little and less. We want all that you have for us. We pray, God, that you will be faithful to complete the work. Give us dreams, God. Give us visions, God. 
Give us foresight, God. Give us innovation, God. Give us more of your presence, Jesus. And the church, the whole church said with one voice. Come on, the church said. Come on, tell your neighbor. Amen. God has mighty things for us. And you know what's interesting about this story in Genesis and in Acts? They both concern the establishment of the house of God. We see the establishment of the house of God in Jacob's dream. That by the end of this dream, he sets up a pillar and says, this is God's house. Where there are dreams, where there is promises, where there is presence, that's the house of God. And we see when the Holy Spirit gets poured out, what does Peter do but instantly stand up and say there's going to be prophecy, there's going to be dreams, there's going to be visions. And on that day, what was established in Acts chapter 2? The house of God. Have you noticed this? Is it not amazing to you that both, of the, both establishments of the house of God begin with a dream? They begin with dreams. Dreams are the catalysts, the initiators for God to bring his presence on earth, for him to establish his mighty throne, the house of God on earth. He uses dreams and he uses dreamers. He uses visionaries. He uses excited people. Now, I'm grateful that for 31 years, our church has had dreamers leading it. And today, Pastor Steve and Nancy are here joining us, and we are here because they had a dream. And because of that dream, they became doers. Come on, we honor our senior leaders, Pastor Steve and Pastor Nancy, for having a dream. Come on, it's awesome. Thirty-one years of dreaming, and we're not done yet. Amen? Amen. You can have a seat. Pastor had a dream of a church that would be mighty, matchless, powerful. And out of that dream, God said, now add doing, add action to it. And what began to come out of his heart? And people began to join the work of the ministry, and we're not done dreaming awakening church we're not done dreaming can you say amen here's why God wants us to dream because dreaming breaks small-mindedness dreaming big breaks small mindsets and you know that really is one of the prevailing problems in our lives as individuals and honestly on this region it's a region of small mindset that's why corruption is so prevalent Because corruption comes when it's completely involved in the individual, getting what's for me. It's small. It's little. And the enemy wants to keep the economy of New England small and little. The people of New England small and little. The enemy would love to keep the people of New England addicted small and little. But God comes to bring big dreams, great visions. He is the bondage breaker. He is the one that cuts off the chains. He brings liberty, freedom, justice and he does it through people that say there's got to be more than this there's got to be greater than this dreaming breaks small mindsets 
And we are here, make no mistake, to break small mindsets. I pray your mind grows as you are here. I pray God begins to give you big dreams again, even for your own family, for your own future. Maybe you came in so broken you said, I could never believe again. I'm praying you get in touch with the very real God, and all of a sudden belief begins to rise into your heart. I pray your identity begins to be fixed and changed, and your character gets to be rebuilt, and your belief about yourself begins to be large. God didn't create you for you to be broken and little and small. He created for you to be influential, powerful, to get things done, to make things happen, for you to bring honor and glory to God with your life. Same with the church. He didn't die so that the church could be quiet and little. He died that he could give us a big dream, a great vision to establish the house of God in the region. Can you say amen? It's what God has called for us to do. And, 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 and the reason dreams, the reason dreams break small mindsets is because dreams bring you into the God dimension. They bring you into the God dimension. Many times this is why God has to give you a dream or a vision uh, at night. A lot of times he has to give you a dream at night because during the day there's too much stuff and you're so finite. Sometimes this is why God will speak to your heart in the middle of worship. These are the few moments where he can get you focused enough and off your phone and, and away from your, your screaming kids so that he can, he can just speak to you. The reality is sometimes life is so chaotic and so filled with stuff. It keeps us busy and keeps us small, but God has to break in through dreams, through yearnings in our heart, through visions of what could be and should be. He's got to break in and, 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 and bring you into the God dimension because the God dimension is a dimension where things are big. When you start getting into the God dimension, you're going to have to start praying. When you get into the God dimension, you're going to have to learn supernatural trust. You're going to have to engage your faith. This is why God gives you a big dream. So he says, now I'm going to give you this, but you're going to have to persevere. You're going to have to make things happen. You're going to have to call on me to help you through this. You're going to have to risk something. If you've risked nothing, you haven't met God yet. But when you meet God, he says, I want you to risk on this. I want you to take a step into the choppy waters and see if you might stand solid. I want you to risk again. God's dimension is a dreaming dimension. It's a holy dimension. It is not like ours. It is greater. It is bigger. And he wants to bring us into his world that we might be able to change our world. Can you say amen? And God does this by giving a dream to Jacob. You know, what's interesting is Jacob is in a time of transition. He's at a crossroads. He's running from his old life where he was a schemer. He's running from his old life where he was trying to make deals with everybody and, and get his own way and manipulate things to his own end. And, and it made everybody frustrated with him to the point where Esau is now, now going to kill him. His brother is going to kill him. And now he's on the run. And it's at this moment that God shows up because make no mistake, God will always show up in the most pivotal moments of your life. He'll always show up and he always shows up with a challenge, who are you going to be? But how is he going to form the character of Jacob? How is he going to change his identity? He gives him a dream. This is how God makes you, makes us into who he really wants us to be. He says, no, more, no longer are you going to be schemer. In fact, I'm going to change your name from schemer to Israel. One who 
wrestles with God, one who has a connection with God. He said, I'm, I'm going to bless you. All the 12 tribes, they're going to come through you. What I said to Abraham, what I said to Isaac, I'm going to say to you, I'm going to continue to do mighty things through you. God shows up at pivotal moments to give new dreams. And I believe that today God is giving our church a new dream. Make no mistake, God still gives dreams. He still has visions. It wasn't just for Jacob, it was for us today. He's still got more for his church, for us to accomplish. Come on, God's not done. There's a new dream coming for awakening. There's a new dream coming for this campus. There's a new dream coming for Rhode Island, for Providence, for New England. I really believe that we are called to be a local church with a global impact. And wouldn't it be so ironic? Wouldn't it be like God for him to take the little tiny place nobody even knows it's a state? Long Island? Sure. Wouldn't it be a God-type move? Can anything good come from Nazareth? Wouldn't it be a God thing to have a local church begin to have a global impact? where millions begin to hear the word of God from this place. Wouldn't it be like God that he has us, yes, as a mighty, vibrant community, but is multiplied 10 and 20 times over every Sunday with people joining all over the world? Wouldn't that be a God-type thing? Wouldn't that be a God-type dream? That out of the place with small mindsets, God gives a big dream. That he can bring new possibilities and powerful awakenings. So this is what God does with Jacob, is he's going to re-identify him. He's going to change his whole life through this radical new dream that he gives to him. And, and I believe that God, that's what God is doing to our church. And in this dream, Jacob sees a ladder that's reaching from earth to heaven. And you know, as I was thinking about this ladder, the reality is every ladder has, has two different rails and many different rungs, but it's, it's like this ladder that reaches both heaven and earth. That's Jesus. Jesus is the one that came from heaven to earth, but then also went from earth to heaven. He is the one that both descends and ascends. Though he was in the ground of the earth, he didn't stay there. His body began to breathe, and he ascended to his rightful place in heaven. But there are two rungs on every ladder, and Jesus chooses to do nothing without his church, his bride, his community, his people. This is why he came down to earth. And it's almost like Jesus and his church working together brings heaven to earth and earth to heaven. Jesus said, I will build my church and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus is saying the church is a gateway. The church is a portal. The church is something special. It's not just a corporation, a conglomeration. It's not just a, uh, just a community. It's not a club. It's something so much more. It's got the anointing and the presence of God Almighty. And God says, this is how I'm going to work. I'm going to work through my church. It's the two rungs that bring heaven to earth. It's what happens every single Sunday. Heaven comes to earth. And you know what Jesus even tells us? When he says how to pray, he says, hey, make sure when you pray, pray like this. God, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is telling us, pray heaven down to earth. Pray heaven down to earth. Lead earth upwards towards heaven. That 
is what the mighty church is called to do. That is what the majestic house of the Lord is called to be. We are called to bring heaven to earth. And man, earth needs heaven. It needs a glimpse of grace. It needs a touch of faith. It needs people that know how to pray. It needs people that have great expectation in their life. Where, where a generation is filled with depression and anxiety and, and cycles of addiction, it needs people that have been broken free from those things. That can point towards heaven and say, that is the one true thing that will break horrific, supernaturally demonic mindsets off your life. Heaven has the greater authority. May the church point to heaven, and may heaven inhabit the church. It's what we're called to be. It's how God has set it up from the very beginning. May heaven touch earth. This is why we believe that every single Sunday is special. Because every Sunday, heaven touches earth. Every Sunday, angels descend from heaven to earth. Every Sunday, there's messages that God's sending in worship to you. There's freedom that they're carrying. There's liberty that they're carrying. When you pray, angels are dispatched before the throne of God. And angels come before and say, they're asking again, Lord. They won't give up 31 years. They're still asking for revival in New England. We'll keep hoping, God, but you have to keep redeeming. We'll keep believing, God, but you've got to show up because we can't make it happen without you. And God answers every single Sunday. We believe every Sunday special. I'm saying it this way, every Sunday special. Every Sunday special. It's what we believe. And you know what's awesome is as we move forward into this, we're going to make sure we do all we can to make every single Sunday be supernaturally powerful and special. Not only should the presence of God be here, but I do know this about the presence of God. The atmosphere of God is wherever he comes, there is creativity. Because you cannot separate creativity from the creator. And our goal is to not have the same exact uh, service over and over and over and over. Just because we've done it this way for a thousand years and we'll do it that way again. I, I love tradition, but can I tell you, God can't be boxed in. He can't be approached the same way over and over. He's too great. Heaven's open too much. The angels are ascending and descending every single week. We are going to be a church that has unbelievable events. Every single weekend is going to be special. I just got to let you know the kind of church you're going to be in. We're going to be vibrant. You're going to show up and everything's going to be changed week to week. Who knows what's going to happen? We're going to have awesome events. We're going to have guest speakers at our church. We're going to have preachers, uh, leaders from all over the world and all over the nation come to begin to speak into our lives and into this region. We're going to have guest speakers with powerful messages. We're going to have awesome events. Hey, we're even going to celebrate every holiday together. If it's July 4th, we're going to have a cookout because every single Sunday is going to be special. We're going to do stuff for the kids. We're going to have new series. We're going to have new series. that They're going to hit different subjects so that you can tell your friend, hey, I know you're dealing with this. My church is going to be talking about it for the next three weeks. You need to come with me. We're going to have new seasons, new themes. We're going to have merch and apparel. And the reason is we want to look like the church, act like the church, live like the church. We want it all over us. We're going to, uh, we're going to have uh, um, unique and creative elements every, every Sunday. You know, we're going to have openers. We're going to have special songs. We're going to have spoken words. We're going to read a psalm in the middle of worship. 
We're going to bring back the old hymns. We're going to redo the old hymns. We're going to have original songs. We're going to do... We're going to do Gregorian chants. I don't know. It might get a little weird. We're going to try some things. We're going to go for it. Because we want a fresh approach to a mighty God. I don't want to approach him the same way over and over. He's too great for that. It's like we see a scene in heaven where the, the, the elders are gathered around the throne and they, they throw their crowns before God and they say, holy, holy, holy. And, and, and we find out that they do this day and night before the throne. How can you worship holy, holy, holy day and night? I've been in some awesome worship sessions where they've been one hour, two hours. Make no mistake, we're going to have nights of worship. And they're going to be powerful. They're going to be exciting. I always thought, though, how could they do that for an infinite amount of time? Maybe it's because God has an infinite number, uh, an, an, an infinite um, uh, number of sides to him that the more he reveals his glory the more it causes them to worship he's an incredible beyond infinite God and he keeps revealing a new aspect of him we're not going to just approach the same old way over and over we're going to try new things because we have a mighty creative new God the manna has to be new every single day every single Sunday we're going to show we're going to have something different so you are going to be able to invite your friend and really this is a big part of it is we want to create opportunities for you to invite your friends and your family to church, knowing that every Sunday is going to be special. And they might say, what's going to happen this Sunday? You can say, I don't know, but it's going to be awesome. I'm not sure, but it's going to be special. And can I say this too? What's normal to you is unbelievable, knockdown, flabbergasting to anyone else. They think, you guys do this once a year? Now we do this every week. Why? Because every Sunday's special. We serve a mighty God with a fresh spirit. We're going to keep our approach, uh, approach fresh. Amen? Amen? Come on, we're not scared of change. Some of you getting nervous. What's he really talking about? Nah. What's he going to drop on us here? We're not scared of change. Come on, we'll give up our seat for a new person. Come on, we're going we're gonna to make things. That was good. Some of you that clapped, you're the real Christians there. I, I'm I'm seeing you. We have a lot of room for a lot of people to meet God in a lot of different ways. Can you say amen? Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, every Sunday special. Can I challenge you this? Can I challenge you this every Sunday? Will you arrive early? Will you come consistently? I pray that we even, we even challenge this notion of I go to church, but it's once every three months. No. Will you arrive early? Will you come consistently? Can I tell you why? Because God has something special for you every single week. And can I ask you this? Will you engage fully? Come on, be passionate people. We're going to worship. We're going to shout as much as your New England self can allow you to engage passionately. That's what I'm asking for. We're saying, God, we're here for you. We're excited about you. We're ready for what you've got. We want an atmosphere of awakening. Come on, we want a room filled with passion. We want big faith. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. And we find in this ladder, as the angels are ascending and descending, God adds to the scene by showing up himself. That's what God does every single Sunday. He shows up himself. 
And he's above this ladder and he's looking down into Jacob's life. And, and it's what God does in our lives. He, he looks down into our lives and he looks down over our church. And can I say this? He is pleased with our church. God's not looking down angry at you. He's not looking down frustrated. He's not mad that you've missed church for, I don't know, 17 months in a row. He's not saying, finally. He's saying, finally. He's excited. It's who he is. And here he is, and he's looking down at Jacob. And what does he do? He begins to shower him with promises. And he says, I'm going to continue to bless you. I'm going to continue to work with you. And here's his promise. He says, I'm going to begin, or I'm going to uh, be faithful until I am done working in your life. In other words, yes, there's a process, but he's faithful. The God who began a good work in me, come on, will be faithful to complete that good work. He is going to continue to work on you, challenge you, love you, give you mercy. Why? That there can be great growth in your life. Come on, God is shouting encouragement over you, over our church, and he's bringing growth into our life. And I believe that's one of Another one of the, the major things we're called to do. We believe we are called to create leaders. Leaders come out of growth. And make no mistake, if you're a Christian, you're a leader. How do I know this? Because if the world is filled with darkness and you have a light, you're the leader. If you are a parent, you're a leader. If you are a teacher, you're a leader. If you have any influence, if you have influence in your office, in your, in your career, in government, you are a leader. I am telling you, you are a leader. And if you don't have any of that yet, you're still called to be a leader. Because you are a representation, an ambassador of the Almighty. And heaven, the consulate in heaven, is going to send angels on your behalf because you represent Jesus Christ. You're a leader. And we just have an anointing on our church to create leaders and it's amazing how many times they'll come and they'll speak to pastor or they'll say to me, it's, it's amazing, I just take what I learn on Sunday, I apply it in my job, and things are happening that I wouldn't believe. Yeah, because we're called to make leaders. And when you begin to live by principle, it works in the church and outside of the church, and God always blesses and anoints principle. We just have this calling on our church, anointing on our church to create servant leaders that are, are, are high-capacity men and women of God that will lead great homes. And, and can I even say this? I pray that we have a strong leadership culture in our church. It's just a strong leadership culture. When you get in here and you get around the people that you get around, all of a sudden things begin to happen on the inside of you. And, 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 um, and we're going to work all we can to accomplish that, starting with our young people. We believe that the youth are really the key to the future. And, and, and one famous um, uh, uh, Christian writer said this, the church is always one generation away from being extinct. It is our absolute responsibility to reach back and bring the young people into the faith that we have so experienced for ourselves. And so we are putting a lot into our children uh, uh, areas and, and, and kids areas and workers, but also into our youth. And what we're doing starting next week is we're taking Awakening Youth and we're going weekly with Awakening Youth. Sunday nights, 6 o'clock. We're going to have worship every week. We're going uh, to talk about Jesus every week. And here's one thing. We're going to introduce them to a, a different culture than the culture of the world. Here's why. They need to know there are other options than the way to hell. There are other options. They're going to get around other young people that are passionate about Jesus. It's going to be an incredible thing, and I think young people need consistently, consistency in their approach to God. So we're going to launch that next week, weekly, and they're going to have crews as well. Why? Because we're called to create leaders, and it starts when they're young.
The next thing we're, we're, we're redesigning is movement course. We're so excited about this uh, because this is really the on-ramp into your growth here in the church. And, and, and movement course has four different steps. And, and we believe everyone is called to follow Jesus. And in doing that, you'll find your freedom. And as you find your freedom and you connect to your creator, you're going to discover your design. Make no mistake, he has a meaning for you. He has purpose for you. And he designed it into you. You just, you just got to discover it. You say, I need more. No, you are more. You just got to find it. And eventually, you're going to begin to make a difference. Join the church and, and, and be able to truly do what God has put you on earth to do. And pastors redesigning this course, we're launching it after both services starting today, after both services. And Pastor Steve is going to be leading movement course for the next few months, which we're excited about and beyond. And I added one more step. I believe everyone's called to develop your leadership. And we want to help you. And so because of this, we are launching ALC, Awakening Leadership Center, night courses in two weeks on Wednesday night. Many of you have been asking for five years. We're excited to finally be able to provide it. And we believe that as you begin to take these courses, you're going to begin to develop your leadership. We're going to have a, a course that pastor is going to teach on developing your leadership. We're going to have courses on how to study the Bible. We're going to have courses on finding financial freedom. It will help you get your finances in order, learn to make a budget, bring uh, godly principles into your finances. We're going to have a class on finding freedom. Many of you are caught in addictive cycles and cycles of pain. You're going to be able to go into this course, go back to Genesis, how you were created to be, and begin to work your way into who God always created for you to be and find freedom in this process. We're going to have a creative course, which is going to teach you how to take the best photographs in the entire world. You're going to be able to charge thousands afterwards. We have awesome teachers that are going to be a part of this. And with that, we're also launching Awakening You. We're also going to be launching an online training website. We're going to be filming these courses, putting them online so that you're going to be able to join online. And this is what's exciting about this. This is what's exciting about this is we have so many great speakers and leaders that come in. We had an awesome rally night on Wednesday night. There's so much different content that you're going to be able to, uh, to, to um, uh, take take part of. We're going to have, we have things called collectives, which is when pastors come and they begin to speak to the church and they speak even deeper about leadership issues. All of our collectives, leadership talks, some of our staff meetings, they're going to be put on there when pastor speaks. So you're going to be able to log in and just re, you know, get some online training principles of leadership on this. All of our collectives are going to be there. We're going to bring courses on there. Pastors courses are going to be available next year and in the coming uh, months. And, uh, and we're going to put um, lots, of different, uh, lots of different leadership content on this, which is so exciting. Anywhere, anytime you can engage. Why? Why? So that you can become healthy. So that you can grow. The goal is that you can become better. Can you say amen? Come on, we're called to become leaders. <clears throat> and can I tell you this? And I'm going to move on to my next point. We're going to wrap it up. But. I believe God is going to be faithful to you. As you take that step and you join this class, they're launching in, in, uh, in just two or three weeks here, September 20-something, so Wednesday, 25th. We're launching these classes. As you take that step, I believe what God said to Jacob, he's going to say to you, I'm going to be faithful to complete the work in you that I began. God's going to help grow you. He's going to help mold you, and he's going to help you become healthy. Can you say amen, church? At this moment, Jacob wakes up. And he realizes that this was a powerful place. 
Sometimes you don't realize how powerful the place you were in was until you move on from it. Sometimes we have people that they move and they go to different churches and they say, man, I love this place, great church that we're at. They say, but we miss our church, our family. And it's like, I get it. Sometimes when I go visit other churches, I say, man, this is awesome. But man, I miss the house of God. It's just something awesome about this place and the community that God brought you to. Jacob's realizing, I didn't even know how powerful the house of God was. When we get to heaven, we're going to realize how powerful the house of God was. And all those naysayers and all the people with negative opinions, they don't even know. That's what Jesus said. Forgive them. They don't even know. And when you get to heaven, your eyes are going to be open. You're going to say, how awesome was that place? And he, what did he do? He physically set up an altar. He physically built with his hands. His first reaction to the dream was to build up the house of God. And I believe that's what we're called to do. We are called to be church builders. Why? Because we believe the church is unstoppable. We know that because Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will fall before their assault. When we build the church, we partner with Jesus Almighty in his mission. We're called to build the church. Can you say amen? And what we're going to build is unstoppable. And I pray that that is our response to the great dreams that God gives us. I pray you have dreams and visions for your life, but make no mistake, God has given us a dream and a vision corporately, which is to build an unstoppable church in the name of Jesus Christ, that he gets all the glory, not for us, but that he gets all the glory. And so part of, uh, part of the continuing unstoppable nature of our church is that we're going to continue to have the vision expand. Last year, we spoke to you about uh, the phases of building out the church. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to give you an update, and I'm, I'm, I'm honored to finally be able to give you an update on the expanding vision of our church. And we're calling it Expansion 2020, and, uh, and we believe God is calling us to make room for more. He's calling us to build the church, and he's calling us to make an unstoppable church. And so we've met with the architects, and we've got some very, very initial renderings. I'll be able to show you even more of them in the coming weeks. But we are going to make a building that attaches these two buildings, making the two one in a, uh, a, an, with an atrium and a concourse. And uh, these are the artist renderings that we've gotten back. It's going to be this beautiful thing. See the other side. And the inside, the inside's going to be beautiful atrium coffee commission in there. <laughs> now let me tell you the good news. Let me tell you the good news. The good news is it's going to make the lobby triple the size, if not more, which thank God, because right now the lobby, when we all leave, the lobby turns into a hallway. And you're trying to go to the coffee, you know, you're trying to go to coffee commission, you're trying to get to the connect corner, but people are pushing you out. You're saying, oh, wait, I got to go to movement course, but they're pushing you out the door and you get to your car. Oh. Yes, I'm going home. We're going to be able to make the lobby so much bigger so that you're going to be able to spend time with each other. You're going to be able to hang out, pray for each other, have your family, have space. We'll have coffee commission downstairs, resources center, all that. Beautiful atrium concourse between the two buildings. We're going to have brand new bathrooms. Can you say amen? <laughs> I knew you would love that one. And they're going to be uh, more than double the size, which we're excited about. Plenty of room. Uh, we're going to have um, 
uh, uh, all these different elements, you know, one of the biggest things that we're really excited about is that this is going to allow us to bring all of the kids, the Awakening Kids classrooms, into one location. We're going to have a brand new Awakening Kids room for all the parents. Right now, Awakening Kids is meeting in four different locations. So if you have, a, a, you know, if you're a parent with a kid like one, three, five, seven, you are all over, you're late. You're late to worship every single Sunday, but you showed up 30 minutes early. It's all over the place. We're so grateful we're going to be able to put it all in one location, awakening kids with an incredible drop-off area, a whole wing, and it's going to connect these buildings together. And, and this is going to be, you know, the worship center wing. That's the leadership center wing, beautiful atrium in between. And this building really is going to be set up for God to use it in a mighty way. I mean, we've, we, in this building, we're going to have a, a theater. We have a, a creative media studio. We have a worship studio. We have 10 different classrooms. We've got a gymnasium. We've got a fitness center. We've got room for the kids, momentum, all these different things. Why? So that we're going to be able to raise up young revivalists, world changers. We're going to be able to raise up leaders, a strong and mighty church. And I'm believing... I'm believing that God is going to give us all this room so that we can bring more people to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, that he can establish our church as a landmark in the community. And I just think it's amazing that this path, uh, this, this road that leads up to here uh, was originally called One New England Way. We were able to rename it, and I just see all of New England coming in, pastors and leaders and, and churches and people from all over the place coming in to the house of God. How awesome is this place? Might there be an anointing in this place, and God gets the glory. Can you say amen? Thanks for listening to The Awakening Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. If you want to learn more about our church, visit us online at awakening.global. We'll see you soon.